I'm Hope Kelly. I'm one of the youth interns. I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, could I have a volunteer? Anyone? Ethan Thornton, come on up. Love you too. <laughs> Ethan, I want you to just tell me about your day. Today was awesome. I was at Loud, but like face them, but talk to me also. <laughs> What were some of the good parts of your day or any bad parts? Um, the kids are really opening up. This is week five of the intense week is what we call mm-hmm. it. And I'm with Dare to Grow, which is for through fifth grade. And um, let's see. Um, there's a few troublemakers usually, and they <laughs> yeah not too bad this time. And uh, the leaders did really great as well. And it was just a good week. That's so good. Okay, you're good. Thank you. Yay, Ethan! Okay. It'll seem unrelated, but if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open to Matthew 6. Um, I promise I'll talk about that. (laughs) Um, This is, Matthew is one of the Gospels, if you guys don't know, in the Bible, and that's a story of the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Um, And this specifically is the Sermon on the Mount, which he talked about a little bit too. Um, So Jesus had just called his disciples to start following him. Um, He started becoming really famous for healing people, um, and so he like saw an opportunity to speak to the public, and so he got on this mountain and, like, gave this super awesome sermon with, like, a bunch of content, and so we're looking at the part where he's talking about prayer. Um, Starting with verse 5, it's up there. It says, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. I think most of us know what a hypocrite is, Um, like somebody that stands for, or, like, they seem to stand for one thing or say one thing, but then their own lives or, like, their own hearts don't really reflect that. Um, for example, I have a friend that interrupts me a lot because it's just a habit. And so whenever I'm trying to like have a conversation with her, I can't get through a sentence without her just jumping in. But if I were to accuse her of that, I'd be hypocrite because I literally do the exact same thing. So like, I can't, like it would be hypocritical to stand against interrupting. Um, so he says, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who is in secret will reward you. So he's clearly calling out um, people for being hypocritical and for standing and being like, oh yeah, I pray and like being all fancy in front of all the people. Um, But he's saying like, it needs to be a personal thing. Prayer is personal and intimate. Um, personal prayer, and it's in secret. There's even a translation of the Bible that says, go into your innermost chamber, which is like super intense, like one-on-one with God. It's a very personal thing, um, because when you're one-on-one with God, you can reveal your heart, and there are things that um, you have to reveal to God that like aren't necessarily for like everyone to know, maybe like in a big group setting, but group prayer is also super important. You know, in Matthew eighteen twenty, Jesus said, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. Um, just the beauty of the body of Christ coming together, just a group of believers. Um, and it's super encouraging. I think, yep, group prayer is encouraging. Um, and we can look at um, like a person that's praying in front of a big group or like in our small group, if we have our friends that are praying, like that can be really encouraging to learn how to pray as well. Um, but they're both so important for a healthy prayer life because 
Um, if you're just praying one-on-one, you're missing out that encouragement. And if you're just in group prayer, then you're missing out on the personal, intimate connection that God calls us to in personal prayer. So next in the passage, he says, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father in heaven knows what you need before you ask him. Um, prayer's honest and genuine. I'm sorry, I have to keep turning back. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's an honest thing. It, we're not meant to go to God and come up with fancy things, and we're not meant to just like do it before meals and right before bed and say all the fancy words. It's an honest conversation. Like when Ethan came up here and told me about his day, he was just telling me how he truly felt and what happened. It wasn't like he came and created a script of like what to say and how to say it exactly. No, he just told me how his day was and how he felt about it. Um, and today you can see people in our world that will value um, like works and like tradition and um, rituals over like the true condition of your heart. And I think there's beauty in just coming to God and telling him how you feel. Um, I'm sorry, I really need to be seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa Turker said, praying boldly boots me out of that stale place of religious habit into authentic connection with God himself. Um, I think it's just beautiful to come to God um, without hiding anything because he already knows every detail about us, even more than we know about ourselves. Um, And so it's just a beautiful thing to come to God, honestly. Um, Next, in verse 9, we have the Lord's Prayer, which a lot of you maybe have heard of before or, like, know it by heart, like you know it word for word. Some of you, if you've just been going to FBC or you're new to the church, maybe you don't. and it's common in, like, the Catholic Church, if any of you have experience there, to um, recite the Lord's Prayer. Um, and so I'm just going to read it really quick, and then we're going to break it down. So it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then... Um, In some translations, it includes this last line, but mine doesn't, so it has it in the footnotes. It says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Um, So we start with our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Um, Hallowed meaning honoring is honored be your name, um, glorified. I went to the Passion Conference, which is this huge, like there were 55,000 college students in Atlanta, Georgia in January this year. Um, And a lot of famous Christian singers come, like David Crowder, Chris Tomlin, um, some famous, like, speakers and authors came. So Francis Chan was there, and he um, was giving a sermon, and before his sermon, he prayed. But before he prayed before the sermon, he talked to us about how important prayer is and, like, what it truly means. Because he just, like, got on his knees after talking, and he was like, God, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And he started breaking down crying. Like, are you kidding me that we are in your presence, that you, like, the God of everything who created the world is, like, listening to us? Um, And I think there's so much power in recognizing who God is and, like, what prayer is. That even though prayer is accessible to us at any time, um, we're talking to God. Like, he created us, he knows us, he loves us, um, and we're his children, The next line says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we're still focusing on God and what he wants and who he is first. Um, And we're training ourselves to align our desires to God's desires and what he wants for our lives. 
next says, give us this day our daily bread. Um, And we're not talking about like Panera bread or like just food um, because God does give us food. But um, we're recognizing that God is the sole provider of everything we need, the the daily bread we need to get through our days. Um, We're recognizing him for being our provider and we're expressing that we want him to continue providing for us um, and that no one else will give us what we need like he does. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. God doesn't forgive us until we forgive our peers, which is really hard to swallow because there's not room in our hearts for his mercy if we are holding on to bitterness toward other people. Um, I had a friend one time that hurt me really bad, and it was really hard, and it was a daily like thing that I had to make an effort to say, okay, God, this is yours, and it's not about who I am, and they hurt me, but it's not about me. Um, so please forgive me, even just like holding that bitterness itself I needed forgiveness for, um, for God's mercy to coexist or to exist in my heart. The next line says, and give, or sorry, and lead us not into temptation. So we're remembering that we still live in a broken world. Um, even if we are children of God, even if we are saved, um, we're still like, you can see it every day, even like once, like, the second you leave here, I'm sure you're going to see some brokenness or some sin of some kind. Um, and so we're going to be tempted, and we're still vulnerable to being tempted. Tim even talked about last, sem- or, like, it was fall semester when he first got here, that series on temptation. We're still going to be tempted. Even Jesus, who never sinned, was tempted. Um, so we're asking him to, for his power to resist the temptation. But deliver us from evil. Um, I think it's important to know that Satan is real, and sometimes there's, like, a misconception that Christianity and life with God is, like, oh, God wants me to be happy, and it's sunflowers and butterflies and ice cream and unicorns and all the happy things, and that's not exactly how it is, Um, because even though God's love is sweet and we can rejoice in his love, the devil is real, and he's trying to take our hearts and lead us into temptation, Um, so God is just eager for us and ready for us to run to him and then ask for help resisting the devil and resisting that temptation because he knows we can't do it on our own. And so when we try to do it on our own, we're just falling into the temptation. So that's the Lord's prayer. And it may seem like contradictory of what I just said before that prayer should be personal and honest, um, because it seems like some fancy words are in there, like, hallowed be your name and give us our daily bread. Um, But the Lord's Prayer is meant to be a model for how we pray. It's not meant to be something we recite, a recital word for word all the time. And though there is power in reciting it, um, not when we don't know what it means and not when we have a true heart for God. Um, Because I think we will want God's name to be hallowed and we'll want his kingdom to come and his will to be done in our lives if we have a true heart for him. Um, Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the the desires of your heart. Um, When we are truly seeking God first, our desires are going to be what he desires. And and that's not just like going to happen overnight. It's a day-by-day thing of um, being trained in the righteousness of God. Um, for those of you maybe who don't have as much experience with praying or um, are just like new to church or new to being a Christian, God doesn't expect you to come to him and say the Lord's Prayer or something fancy in all the spiritual language. No, he wants you to just come and tell him how you feel and tell him 
just come to him as you are with all your sin and all your brokenness because that's the message of Christianity. That's why Jesus came and died for us. Um, and we're admitting to God that we need his help. Um, and if you're not giving it to God, then that's letting Satan take it. And he is like trying to destroy you, but God is there and he is going to um, use your brokenness for his beauty or for his glory. Um, so we're about to hear one more worship song, and so the band's going to come up. Um, but while Liam and the band is playing, we're going to um, try to avoid singing, and there aren't going to be any lyrics up there, um, because on the back of your handout, I put, like, some journal space for you guys to just write. Um, I want you to not distract each other and take this time to, like, write down how you're feeling and um, just have some one-on-one -on -one time with God right now. Um, if you don't know God, like, don't pretend you do, don't pretend to be praying, um, but still be respectful of those that are trying to pray, and just write down some questions, and you can ask me or a small group leader here or Tim, um, and we just want you to feel welcome and unloved. Um, so for those do, who do have a relationship with God, just please take this time to open your heart to him um, and have him search your heart um, for what you need to say to him. Um, God, please use this time. God, you are holy, you are perfect, and you're the reason we're here. God, we can't do it alone, and we want to glorify you. Um, please use this time for your glory and open our hearts to you, God. We need you. Amen. <laughs>